Welcome back to another edition of listener-supported KPBS Cinema Junkie podcast. I'm Beth Accomando. Back in 2008, KPBS asked me to come up with a list of contemporary films appropriate for Valentine's Day. Really? They asked me? I mean, my idea of a good date movie is Shaun of the Dead. I felt perhaps I was not the best person for the job. But then I thought about it for a bit and realized there was really only one filmmaker I could turn to, Wong Kar Wai. Since Valentine's Day, with all its cringeworthy saccharine sweetness, is once again upon us, I decided to dig back into my archives from my heartfelt Valentine to Wong. He's perhaps the only contemporary filmmaker who consistently makes romantic films that I swoon over. For this podcast, I draw on interviews I did with Wong between 1995 and 2008, as well as interviews with his frequent stars, Tony Lung and Maggie Chung. I also speak with a couple of cinephiles deeply affected by Wong's films. This piece originally aired on Valentine's Day 2008, as Wong's first American film, My Blueberry Nights, was about to open. person, Wong cuts a romantic figure with his spiky haircut, a cherished cigarette smoldering between his fingers, and ever-present shades. And he's very mysterious on the set. I don't know what happened behind those sunglasses. (laughs) Maybe he's sleeping. (laughs) That's actor Tony Lung. He's worked with Wong for more than a decade. Working with him is very challenging, especially without a full script and we develop everything, I mean, in the character and the stories in the set. And it's fun to do that because not much director do movies that way. And he's so unique. And the most interesting thing is even you, you know very well about your character after you finish all the shootings, but you will never have an idea of what the story is about because he would do that in the editing room. Whipping up heady romantic cocktails in the editing room is something Wong does exceptionally well. Although each of Wong's films has a distinctly different flavor, they all expand on a similar pool of ideas. Love, loss, desire, and a fascination with tangled romantic relationships. Wong says that in a sense, he's just making a single epic work, with each film an added chapter. I, I always say that I'm making a very long film, and each, each film I make is just like a, a, a sequence in that long film, and I'm not sure what the long, long film is uh, intended to be. But anyway, I just love them all. The latest chapter in his cinematic opus is My Blueberry Nights. It debuted in May of 2007 at the Cannes Film Festival and is set for a limited release in the U.S. this month. The trailer hints at the layered romances to be found in the film. I think about him a lot. I miss your company. I I never thought I'd hear from you again. Goodbye doesn't always mean the end. Sometimes it means a new beginning. I'm not sure whether that night really happened or if it was just another dream. This sounds like a classic setup for one of Wong's films, says San Diego filmmaker Aaron Crabtree. 
He defines a Wong Kar Wai film as it's a dream of watching the person you love through a doorway. It's watching someone you love and care about through a doorway, almost dreaming of them, and、uh, watching them through windows、uh, at a distance. You're trying to connect with something that isn't there. We've all had that experience, trying to reach a person that uh, we can't, uh, we can't attain, we can't,、uh, the unattainable. Wong's films are not romantic in the Hollywood sense of boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl back. His films are about an aching romantic longing. In Days of Being Wild, a man is condemned to aimless wandering in search of the woman he will love best. In Ashes of Time, more than one character is haunted by his love for a woman he cannot have and whom he cannot forget. In Chungking Express, two young men try to forget, with great difficulty, the women who have dumped them. In Wong's world, a single moment can change a life forever, and a missed opportunity can haunt a character for the rest of his or her life. For Shane Flores, curator of Secret Cinema, Wong is a master at capturing how timeless love can be. Film is about time; it's its currency. But love doesn't exist in time. It's like something that permeates an entire life. In sort of a way, and and in his films, because they're sort of tragic in a way, those few moments of love that you have in your life can fill up all the space and all the time. Time figures prominently in Wong's multi-character romance, Chungking Express. Takeshi Kinoshiro plays a cop trying to recover from being dumped by his girlfriend. She left him on April Fool's Day, and every day for a month. He's been buying a can of her favorite pineapple, which will expire on May 1st, the deadline he's given her to return. When she misses her deadline, the lovesick lad consumes all the fruit and then gets plastered at a bar where he decides to pick up a mysterious woman. Whiskey, da, go ahead. Do you like pineapple? In Chungking Express, Wong adds an unexpected charm and humor that his earlier films didn't have. Here, characters wallow in lovelorn agony in a sly variation on the long-suffering lovers of his earlier films. Wong even allows for the possibility of happiness, at least for one couple. But happiness proves elusive in his 2000 film *In the Mood for Love*. The film stars Maggie Cheung and Tony Leung, two actors who work regularly with Wong. Chung's Li Zhan and Lung's Mo Wan move into the same apartment building on the same day and find their belongings mixed up. Despite the cramped quarters of the building and the close proximity of other people, we immediately sense the isolation of these two characters. Chung explains her relationship in the film as very romantic but painful. You feel that the love is so strong, but then there's no love. The love doesn't exist at the same time. It's all. Kind of like in their own imaginations. It's real and surreal at the same time for me. The film is all about romantic longing, says Aaron Crabtree. It is this ache, you know. You're reaching. It's almost you're reaching for something. You're reaching for that、uh, a warm body,、uh, an idea,、uh, some affection, some yearning. It's just it's the yearning is just so tangible that it's you can feel it, you know. And it's a part of the texture. It's almost a texture as as is the、uh, images themselves. It's as much a texture as the wall that Christopher Doyle shoots. That they constantly meet that alleyway where、uh, Maggie and Tony meet, and、um, you know, and that wonderful use of of、uh, 
soft light and rain and yeah the texture of of longing is um is is uh, is as important to the film as uh any of the uh the production design any of the textures the walls the world itself oh yes Long's attention to detail, whether it's the wallpaper or the rain or the space the characters live in, contributes to the romanticism of his film. His films can easily be enjoyed as visual and audio sensations in which sound and image break free from conventional storytelling. They also seem like dense, exquisitely clever music videos where image and music blend seamlessly to create a mood. And music is always crucial to a Wong film. For in the mood for love, he turns to Nat King Cole to set the tone. Siempre que te pregunto, que cuando, como y donde, tú siempre me respondes, quizás, quizás, quizás. The fact that the song is in Spanish, yet somehow familiar, reflects the way Wong depicts romantic relationships. They can seem familiar, yet at the same time distant and removed. Combining music and image is an essential part of Wong's work. Finding the perfect match is crucial to setting the right mood, says Maggie Chung. When they were shooting in the mood for love, Wong paired up gorgeous slow-motion images with music just for the actors to watch the dailies from each day's filming. I remember we used to be in the office looking at the dailies and he would put on the music that he's chosen for the film now, and we'll be looking at those images, and those were the first exciting images that we saw. It's like, this is it, this is it. But, you know, it's not a film, it's slow motion, it's like a montage, it's, it's beautiful to look at, but it's not a film. But at least we, we held on to that mood all the way through for the film. But Wong's music for Chunking Express struck a much lighter note, because the lovesick character played by Fei Wong brims with dreamy romanticism. I start Chunking uh, Express with the idea that I would use uh, California Dreaming because uh, to me it is uh, very much have the same spirit of Chunking Express, which is very 70s and uh, very simple-minded. So I, I told Fei Wong that, well, you listen to these songs and it should be something like this. All the leaves are It's after that I, I, I have decided that the girlfriend of Tony Leung should be an air hostess. Because what a difference the date made is very, very popular in the 60s because it, in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. Because it is a, a song for a commercial of uh, Pan Am. Oh. So it always reminds me of, you know, air hostess, uh, flights, the planes, things like that. What a difference a day made 24 little hours What the sun and the flowers In the film Happy Together, the music that defines the central gay relationship is the tango. American music defines the sensual mood of the film as the lovers separate, 
come together and part again. Wong cites the description of the tango as the vertical expression of a horizontal desire as the one most fitting to his film. I hear the music of Piazzolla and I think, well, this is the music of the film. I choose the music because it is a tango music and it is more than a tango music. It is, it is just like a human heartbeat and, and I think it, this is the rhythm of the city. Wong also chose to use the song Happy Together in the film of the same name. Some people would say uh, this is very cynical for you to have Happy Together as the title of the film as at the end of the film these two characters they split and they cannot live happily together. But to me I think happy, happy together can apply to, to a person who lives happily together with himself, that is at peace with himself. This is the character of, of Tony Leung and I think uh, uh, this is the starting point for, for, for a person. If he can uh, at peace with himself then he can accept a lot of things and he's more flexible and he can face his problem in the future more openly. If the titles of Wong's films, from Happy Together to In the Mood for Love, sound more like the titles of songs, maybe that's because he likes to think of himself as a jazz musician and his hip improvisational films like jam sessions. And we just like a group of musicians, a jazz band, you know, and I'm the band leader. Whenever I have a session, I just call up everybody and they just come over and we have a jamming. The resulting films approximate jazz improvisations in their rhythms and visual riffs. Their style is characterized by handheld camera work, quick cuts, odd angles, and a distinctive blurred slow motion that's become Wong's visual signature. Cinematographer Christopher Doyle experimented with this style on his first collaboration with Wong, Ashes of Time. I think that, 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 that those, those particular visual style, which has become the kind of trademark style, which is this blurred visual thing, I think it's just, you know, the great thing about it is it's a visual equivalent of, of, of adrenaline. You know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's what a, an adrenaline rush feels like, I think. That's what I always, you know, saw, saw this kind of thing as. Stylistically, Wong uses the blurred slow motion to isolate characters. In the case of Fallen Angels, he uses it to isolate a young man's goofy obsessions. In one scene, Ji Wu meets an old lover at a fast food shop. Wong lets the scene play out in a long, slow motion wide shot in which we see the young woman oblivious to the shenanigans of Ji Wu, who, behind her back, pantomimes a violent death complete with ketchup bloodstains. Ji Wu's melodramatics are both comical and heartbreaking as he fails once again to connect with the woman he once loved. Fallen Angels typifies Wong's delirious, drunk-on-style approach to filmmaking. He began shooting with just a story outline and then improvised scenes as he shot. He also employed voiceovers to convey the isolation and loneliness of characters that sometimes only have themselves to talk to. At first, it provides different angles for the characters, becomes uh, the stories consist of different point of view. 
later in Chongqing Express, I realized the voiceover become uh, an expression because it's just like a guy keep talking to himself, and and I think this is very effective to 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 express something about loneliness. You know, people when people get lonely, they start talking to themselves. Actually, voiceover give me more space so I can. Rang up my stories if I have different uh, happenings, you know, to make it more flexible in making the film. Voiceovers allow Wong to make last-minute changes long after shooting's completed. This allows Wong to tweak the romantic relationships in post-production after he's grown to know his characters better. Wong's spontaneous approach has resulted in a cinematic style that's earned high praise. But cinematographer Christopher Doyle says it's simply a style built on necessity. In the case of In the Mood for Love, the conditions that dictated the style were the cramped quarters they chose to film in. We are working intuitively in a guerrilla world, but we, we, we have all the elements of, of what we need in our head, I think. You know, I think we do have, intuitively or otherwise, you know, we do have an idea of what we want. Uh, and of course, it's a very much a gut thing. It's a very much a gut reaction. It's a gut response to, to the spaces we're working in, uh, the light that we see, uh, the conditions under which you know the, the characters in the film are, are evolving or are living. Those cramped quarters can also be used to convey the relationships of characters. Shane Flores points to a single scene in In the Mood for Love. They live next door to each other, and their apartments are, of course, separated by a thin wall. And the shot is one where the wall bisects the frame, and they are on either side of it, each alone together, but clearly thinking about each other. And they're both listening to the same radio program, which is playing a very saccharine, classic Chinese love song on the radio. And these two lovers listening together while being a universe apart through a thin wall is everything that Wong Kar Wai's films and his romantic films are about. Wong followed In the Mood for Love with 2046, a kind of sequel. 2046 ends with the same sense of sad regret that closed In the Mood for Love. My Blueberry Nights, Wong's latest chapter, will be his first film in English. It stars Jude Law and Nora Jones. And although the language may be foreign to Wong, the ideas and emotions aren't. Here Jude Law uses pies as an example. Well, from my observations, sometimes it's better off not knowing. And other times there's no reason to be found. Everything has a reason. Hmm. It's like these pies and cakes. At the end of every night, the cheesecake and the apple pie are always completely gone. The peach cobbler and the chocolate mousse cake are nearly finished, but there's always a whole blueberry pie left untouched. So what's wrong with the blueberry pie? There's nothing wrong with the blueberry pie. It's just people make other choices. You can't blame the blueberry pie. It's just no one wants it. Those blueberry pies are like so many of Wong's characters, left alone every night, wondering why no one chooses them. The more Wong films you see, the more connections you will make between them. One character picks up where another left off, and people are destined to repeat themselves on into the future. 
If you're coming to Wong's films for the first time, then I suggest not worrying about plot or narrative, but rather just letting the films wash over you, basking in their delirious seductiveness. In the recent film Eros, Wong directed one of three segments on love. His story focused on a young tailor who makes gorgeous dresses for a rich woman. Shane Flores sees that story as perfectly encapsulating Wong's work, hitting on all the familiar elements and themes. It ends with a kind of transcendence we've come to expect from Wong, his ability to overcome the sometimes blunt sex of a relationship to find some kind of emotional high ground. The end is just incredibly... It should be this really sad, sleazy, softcore HBO should be sad in a pathetic way but it's not at all like that you don't feel that way about it at all that you're incredibly touched by this most sincere and beautiful beautiful moment of genuine love between two people that transcends anything that's going on like that they're doing with their own selves and that's really the genius of Wong Kar Wai he he can move he, he's able to reveal that that pure and amazing human emotional thing in the middle of just what can be sometimes very, very sad or ridiculous situations. Wong tries to do something different with each film, yet his body of work reveals a fascination for similar themes. His expressionistic visual style whether it's the blurred slow motion of Chunking Express, the slow, steady voyeuristic shots of In the Mood for Love, or the richly textured cinemascope of 2046, conveys the emotions of his characters and dictates the atmosphere of his film. His films ask you to surrender to their breathtaking romantic spirit. Nobody is as rapturously romantic as Wong, and yet his films avoid the maudlin sentimentality of most Hollywood romantic fare. His films are beautiful, yet tinged with sadness and an aching sense of desire. And only the hardest of hearts will be able to resist his glorious romanticism. So this Valentine's Day, sample something from Wong Kar Wai and experience filmmaking that'll make you swoon. When marimba rhythms start to play Dance with me, make me sway Like a lazy ocean hugs the shore Hold me close, sway me more Like a flower bending in the breeze Bend with me, sway with ease When we dance you have a way with me Stay with me, sway with me Thanks for listening to another edition of the KPBS Cinema Junkie podcast. Coming up next will be a trio of acclaimed editors talking about their Oscar-nominated films and about misconceptions they'd like to address about what an editor does. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people think that editing is sometimes as simple as cutting out the bad parts or, or just doing what the director wants. The editor has a tremendous amount of influence on on what that movie is. There are times where I can take a line reading from one take and put it with the visual of another take. Uh, sometimes I only use a word from another take um, and, and put it in. I can manipulate time by expanding or contracting, uh, giving uh, more pause between dialogue 
to, to give something gravity or speeding something up to give something tension. Cinema Junkie Podcast normally comes out every other Friday, but this week, I released the episode early in order to offer some Valentine's Day viewing suggestions. Check back on March 2nd for the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. Your reviews help other people discover the podcast. And if you're feeling particularly generous, you can donate to support the podcast at kpbs.org slash feedthejunkie. Till our next film fix, I'm Beth Accomando, your resident cinema junkie.